New Life Church. Thanks for listening in. We exist as a church to connect people to the heart of God and to a family within the church. And we believe that Jesus is the way. We hope this message blesses you and gives you hope today. Man, man that worship team, that worship praise was awesome. And uh, I get to, get to hear them twice. We call it two scoops. You know, well, we get to hear it all good, and so it's our second round, our second round, and I'm happy to share this Memorial Day weekend with you um, from the stage, and um, hopefully I can um, give you some words of encouragement uh, as we continue to address the challenges, as Morris was talking about, that we face in our country each and every day. We have to look at realistically things as they are if we really want to. Uh, move forward in, in making things better for others and not making ourselves just more comfortable. This is our family series as we wrap it up. Um, I'm going to kind of deviate just a little bit from that, but it definitely has a context. Me um, being a father, uh, you know, as, as, as I'm going to talk a little bit about assignments. And on my, in my heart, as I was preparing this week, I want to take a little survey and uh, ask everybody in here, are you in a situation in your life that you're currently wondering what is your godly assignment? If you are, raise your hand. Yep. If you just just thinking about what your assignment is and how 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 can God use you? I mean, I am two years from 60. All right. So I'm getting ready to enter the fourth quarter. So that's how in my life I'm walking around, you know, when I was a coach, when fourth quarter come, you walk around, you say fourth quarter because you're trying to finish strong. I have a new incentive in my life. His name is called Dice Thomas, my grandson. I call him Dice Cube. And, and he's giving me a little motivation. I said, I said, man, I got to make it to 80. I got, I, I, got, I got to make it 22 more years in my fourth quarter. That I, that I have to see how God can use me in this assignment for the fourth quarter. So, you know, proud to, to, to be able to say, hey, with my children, destiny, you know, as, as, as Pastor Brownson last week talking about the family, you know, has finished grad school, got my grandson married, uh, son-in-law playing abroad in sports, got to spend time with them in the foreign country. Faith just finished up University of Arkansas, started her career in Dallas. And this past week, I was just down in, in Baton Rouge and going over my boy's degree plan. Never thought I'd say in a year he'd graduate from LSU. I mean, that was, that's, that's kind of different, but, and as, as he's playing. But as I said, that's his assignment. And that's what, that's, that's what we talked about, God's plan for God's people in God's assignment. Sometimes we can put have things in our own purview for what we think it is, but man, it's amazing how God can use different things in different situations to, to, to glorify his name. And that's what I want today, my 30 minutes that I have here with you, to give you something that you can hopefully use, because what I'm doing right now, I'm speaking from what I struggle with. So I'm trying to give you something rather than preach something to you. I'm trying to share something with you as God is navigating me 
on what he's going to have me to do for the fourth quarter. Because I was sharing with somebody, they said, well, you'll be 62 in four years. I said, yep, I'm going to drop my Social Security on the first day that I turn 62. I'm not waiting till I turn, get in. I don't want no drop to you, no, to give me my money right here. I, I've been paying in for a long time. And, and I say that because my dad died at 51. He never got his. My mom had aneurysm at 50, her, my brother 41. So I said, maybe I can draw some of theirs. I don't know, I just, you know, <laughs> I said, but I'm, 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 I'm not gonna pass mine up. I'm gonna do my health, my web, I'm gonna do everything I can God, that I control, that I control to, to glorify God's name in a special way in this fourth quarter. So when I stand there and I'm finished strong, I want to bust across that tape in the heaven with my chest stuck out, with my head bent down. I'm trying to win for Jesus. That's what I want to do. That's what I want to do in this fourth quarter. So, but I have a scripture, you know, I get to talk a lot to people who, who are, are what, what I'm called still growing in the word and trying to share it with them. You know, and sometimes I like to share, read scripture that you don't need a commentary to, 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 to break down. You know, some, some scriptures, you need two commentaries just to understand what the scripture meant. You know what I'm saying? You read this and you got to go break this down. I'm not too prone to those scriptures. You know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a meat and potato man. Just, just keep it basic so I, can, so I can relate and so I can talk. So scriptures, I always say, have you ever read this scripture? Then I try to tie it in. So I have two scriptures that I'm bringing this context about your assignment because that's where I'm at right now. God, how are you going to use me to finish? You know, you've given me a lot. I've had a lot of experiences. Man, San Jose, University of Arkansas, Desert Storm, Arkansas Baptist. What, how am I supposed to finish? How are you going to guide me to do this? So I'm sharing with you all what I've been challenged with, what I've been studying to find out what's my next assignment. And I don't know how God's going to do it, but what I am, I'm open to receive it, and I know that where I'm supposed to be, where I'm supposed to walk, he's going to place me. But I'm open to see it. But here's what I do know. It's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be easy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm signed up for that. I'm not looking for the next office where I can look over a city to be comfortable. That's not, I already know that's not in it. Because I started looking at when God placed people on their assignment, how challenging it is. What, what the transformation is there. I'm not looking for comfort. I'm looking for transformation. I'm looking to, to look in somebody's eyes and say, man. I had just had a gentleman walk up to me after service, last service, and said about praying. He said, how, how do I pray like that? He said, I can't. Here's what he told me. He said, I can't pray. Over 30 seconds, I'm, I'm, my, my attention span is short. I said, don't pray for 30 seconds. Pray for five. Pray for 10. And keep allowing the Lord, the Holy Spirit, to grow in you. Yeah. Plant those seeds. And I said, you know what I learned? I said, many of you don't know, I hated to take piano lessons. I took piano for four years. My mother, for some reason, she wanted me to play the piano. Because I guess we're in church, and man, she wanted me, my boy Marcus right here, we went, grew up in AME, she wanted me to play for Sunday school. She wanted me to play for Sunday school, you know, and I stopped, I, I remember, blessed assurance, I was playing that growing up and everything, and I said, but I didn't want anybody to know I was taking piano lessons. I didn't want the boys to know, the boys come up, you take piano? <laughs> so I was hiding, you know, and doing it. And so I told my teacher, I said, hey, 
after she said, after, I said, I can't practice for 30 minutes. That's what she told me. She said, you don't have to practice for 30 minutes one time. She said, here's what I want you to do. And this is how I learned to play the piano. She said, when you wake up in the morning, you practice for 10 minutes. When you come home after school, you practice for 10 minutes. Before you go to bed, you practice 10 minutes. She said, ain't that 30? That's how I learned to play the piano. I broke it down. You know, sometimes when we're trying to do something, we work too long, we don't do that. I gave it 10 hard minutes, come back, 10 hard minutes, the next thing I know, I was having recitals and everybody was just playing it, but I didn't want the boys to know I played the piano, though. I didn't want them to come to my recital. But my assignment, your assignment, I don't know what that is for you. I'm speaking for me, so hopefully my testimony can be something to help you that five, ten years from now you can look at me, you know, when we all, when we all draw on retirement. We can sit back here and we say, well, that word that you gave me, coach, was inspiring. But I want to give you a scripture that's inspiring to me. It's one of my favorites. When I'm talking to people, I'm trying to get, get them in tune into the word. I'm always talking about, you know, my whole deal is the Wi-Fi code. I really believe that my connecting point with the Holy Spirit. See, back then, when, you know, when we first started, back when Apple first came out, you had the rotary dial up, you met a you know how all that had to tick, tick, tick. Y'all remember that rotary, you know that dial up deal? See, see, that, that, see, that's changed, see now, see, but that's how you start your relationship with Christ until you, until you can get there. See, and then, but your goal should be 5G. You know, your goal should be 5G. So that way when you on your assignment, you can hear God now. You can get tuned in so you can hear him. See, sometimes God is speaking to us. All right. But see, we're, we're not in line with him and our reception is not clear. We're someplace in the basement that we can't receive the reception. How many times your phone go out and you can't receive the reception? You have to move over here to get the reception. Sometimes what we are is why we can't get the reception for what God called us to be. So you need to move on into your assignment and make sure you're connected to the vine what God has called for us to be. I, I, I always try to keep things simple when I'm talking to my boy. When I ask him stuff, I, you know, weekend coming up, where you going, what you doing, who you going to be with? I said, I got to know. You can't answer those three questions. I use it for the same thing for myself. Is there any places I want to be that I don't want God to see? You don't have to worry about it then. See, that's why I got great reception. Because I'm not trying to hide out. See, when I'm someplace where I don't want God to see, then I ain't got good reception right there. But boy, when I can get where I know that I can see God, and that's why, you know what? I'm on the vine. Check this scripture out right here. I love this scripture because it's so, it's, it's, it's basic math. See, I, don't, I didn't do good in calculus. So I can't, I can't calculate a lot of stuff. But I could add and subtract, multiply, and divide. And that's what this scripture, this is basic. This, 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 this is basic. This is applied biblical principles. You don't have to, it, it, it's not complicated. Check this scripture out. John 15, 1 through 8. And I'm going to try to give it to you because this is how I process it when I read this. I read this scripture all the time. Because sometimes when I realize when things are not going good, I'm still on the vine. Check this out. I am the true vine and my father is the vine yard keeper. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit 
he removes. He prunes every branch that, that produces fruit so they will produce more fruit. Now check that out. See, in your best days, in your most productive, he gonna cut you back. So I'm saying, even though if you're not on the vine, you're not gonna produce any fruit, if you're producing fruit, he gonna prune you. So in life, either going in a storm or coming out of one, you can't avoid it. So you're going through because when you think, when you think you're all that and that, and God sees, see, it's just like that vine, just like that branch. It has some, some, some disease in it and stuff, but you can't see it, but it's keeping you from being all you can be. So what God going to do, he going to take that little deal. He going to click that one off, put that back. So now it doesn't have the disease because as long as that disease is on that branch, it can get down to the root. So he cut that one off. So that you may walk into it and even blossom more. See, sometimes things are going so good for us in our lives, we don't even want to be pruned back. We don't think nothing, nothing's wrong with us. Me? Oh, no. I got, I got this. See, God can already see it because he sees our heart. And he knows when we're trying to promote ourselves rather than promote him. It can't be about you. Rick Warren in his book, The Purpose Driven Life, in the first sentence, he said, it's not about you. See, God's assignment is not about you. It's about him. That's what this is saying right here. It says, you are already clean because of the word. The word now, not anything else. See, the word will become a living action item. When you read it, embrace it, it becomes live. It is a living book. It says, you have already cleaned because the word I have spoken to you. Remember, remain, remain in me and I in you. Remain in Jesus so he can remain in me. He said, just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. See, I don't know how we get that twisted. It's saying right there, if you remain in me and I in you. It didn't say you got to go do anything without me. But your assignment needs to be in where God is placing you to glorify God. See, I ain't always been there. Let me be transparent. Well, when I was head football coach, San Jose State, for ESPN, I was trying to look and see, we'll come home, take the game. What, is that me? That's that wasn't about me. God couldn't use me when I'm trying to glorify myself. See, get in your assignment. For Christ, because here's what it says. I am the van. I am the vine. God, you are the branches. God is the vine. We're the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. Now, here's, now here's one that, that gives people attention. If anyone does not remain in me, he is thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them to the fire, and they are burned. All right, let's tell you right there. If you're off the branch, you're going to wither away. Why? You do not have a source. See, God is the source of all resources. But see, when you're not connected to the vine, where are you getting your source from? Who are you getting it from? There was a reason when, the, when Jesus walked through, the lady said, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, he was the source. And it's amazing. See, he was giving it out because he immediately, who touching me? That's what he's saying, who touching me? 
See, he's giving it out. And that's what's so incredible about the Holy Spirit, about his assignment. Well, you can just walk into the situation and know I'm walking where God has placed me. I don't have to worry about, hey, what's going to happen? Because he already told me I'm trusting his word. Now, I may not get it when I want it. But I know it's coming. He undefeated. So I just got to maintain to be able to stay there and endure until he comes. He coming. I'm waiting. I'm not leaving. God done told me he coming. When he tells me to leave, I'm leaving. And when he gives me a way to go, I'm going. Because he says, if you remain in me and my words in you. Here's the beautiful. In him now, not you. Ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. Now, how much simpler does that be? But see, what we get it confused because we want to promote ourselves and we're not in God's purpose. We out here trying to navigate this thing for ourselves. And to align yourself in God's purpose is to be able to produce the fruit that God is telling us to do, which is Galatians 5, to 26, when it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace. Now, here's one that people don't like to hear, long-suffering. <laughs> Let me say that again. Everybody like the love, the joy, the peace. No, everybody won't close their ears when I say long-suffering. Because nobody, nobody won't wake up and say, man, I'm excited to be suffering today. But that's the crucifixion. Without the crucifixion, there's no resurrection. See, sometimes you need the long suffering in order to produce the fruit that God is telling you. You have to die for that. It says gentleness, faith, meekness, temperaments against there is there is no law. There is no law. You can read the rest of that. I'm not going. That's what five, Galatians 5:22, John 1 and 8. That's it. Those, those are scriptures I love. And I want to share with you for the next 15 minutes what I've been saying. Lord, I want to be on divine. I want to be divine wherever you assign. That's what I, I don't know where it's going to be. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm going to do. But all I know is that whatever God tells me to do for his glory for his name, state, I'm going to do. Totally, totally sold out for the Holy Spirit. You order my step. What's about it? Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all else will be added. In all thy ways acknowledge me, and what? I'll direct thy path. Selling out for Christ. But here's what I want to let you know as you work through your assignment. Just remember these few things here. Number one, a divine assignment does not bring glory to you, but to God. A divine assignment does not bring glory to you, but to God. And being on this, on this divine assignment of Christ is about growing hope and helping others, not truly just trying to bless yourself. I say hope, you know, I used to have a theme when I was growing hope, because to me, hope is helping other people evolve. 
If you haven't seen Zach and Marius at the Dream Center, and, and I, I get a kick out of watching them when, when we play and, and things, and I was just sharing with him. I was in Pine Bluff on Monday and, and looking at the, the issues there, and I got so excited about, I came back and I told him and Drew, I said, man, we're we going to deploy down in Pine Bluff. We're getting ready to go make some kids happy. We're we, 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 we getting ready to, to do things. Marius said, yeah, man, we got America Corps. We can do this. We can, we, we, we're prepped up to do this. Man, I got excited. You know why? When I saw the kids there, I said, what we have, we have to grow hope and help those babies evolve. That's our assignment. Not about what we have, what we keep. What, how can we stretch ourselves? And you know, all I have to see when I see, Mr. Boy and Zach, he's just coming up there, the kids just running up to him. People know who love him. You, you can feel it. You know, you, you, that, that, that's why we call it the dream center. We, we're, giving, we're giving dreams. That's what when you placed in your assignment. This man, Zach, he could be doing anything. He can play every instrument up here. He, he could probably be on American Idol, whatever he, wanna, whatever, whatever, whatever he wants to do. Every day, he's over there serving them babies. See, he's in his assignment. I flew back on the plane with him. Friday. No, yeah, Friday night. We didn't get back to Little Rock. I was coming in from New Orleans. They, didn't, they were coming in from New York. We didn't get back to about 1 o'clock because the flights were delayed. I'm going to tell you what. I sat right across from him. This man was so energetic about his work. He started sharing with the whole, with the whole plane about CityServe. He didn't know I was listening to him. He's in his assignment. See, when you're in your assignment, you want to share with people. You're excited about what you do. Right? And if you don't, you know, if you're not in your assignment, you don't want to tell anybody. He said, oh, yeah, this is what we do. Oh, he said, it's every occasion. Go on, go on the Internet and see us. This is how we're blessing kids. He's in his assignment. And I'm glad I'm on his team. How can I help? What can I do? Because, see, it's time out that the lives he's touching. Mars will tell you about being in assignment. The people that we're reaching out to. If we don't reach out to him, like he said, he got, he got some kids who we miss. They over there in Pulaski County Jail, serving life sentences, getting ready to be transferred. Because you know why? Nobody reached out to him. Nobody touched him. Officer Moore is just sitting here telling me, because he knows how my stuff pop up on the phone. We talked yesterday, the seven-year-old, Family got in the car going to the zoo, got caught up in crossfire. Seven in the back seat. They didn't even know. Pulled up, parked the car, got ready to get her out. She was dead in the back seat, seven years old. See, we have, I know that's part of my assignment. I got to tell them, I'm going to either die trying or we're going to do something. That's my assignment. What's your assignment? That's what's so important for you to understand what your assignment is. 1 Corinthians 7.20 says, each person should remain in the life situation on which he or she was called. So whatever you've been called for, what, you, what you're feeling and what you're doing, you know 
as you figure it out, as you pray without ceasing on what God has called you to be, the flow that comes with the Holy Spirit. So I have six things right here that I'm going to give you. Six points. Class six. <laughs> that I want you to be able to use on deciding how you decipher what God has called you to do, what your, what your future looks like. What's your assignment for Christ is number one. What you love is a clue to the gifts and wisdom you contain to complete your assignment. What you love, not how much money you make, what you love. Where can you wake up? What would you do for free? What can you just wake up? I mean, you know, I, I was in the meet Louisiana. They brought in 25 young men down there who at risk environment. I didn't have to say anything. I knew I was in my element. That's what I do. I sit here and said, I'm growing hope. Here's what we can do. And, and I was just, the other day, I was at Flying Fish with Brian Miller. We were working on some stuff, and a young man walked in line. He said, Dr. Hill. I looked, he said, you don't remember me, do you? I said, no, I'm sorry, I don't. He said, I had you for black male leadership in 2008. He said, I own my own business today because what you taught me in class. Now, see, that's my lottery. I didn't win a million dollars in my back. I won a million dollars in my heart because I realized that will be passed down for many, many to his kids, to his kids, to his kids. See, that's what my heart is. When I, that's what I wake up to do to find, hey, come here. They know, man, my guy Turtle. If you ever knew his story, you heard him up here. Daughter was murdered. He's getting ready to go back and retaliate. I said, you can't do that. Come here. Let me pray for you. Now he done graduated school. He's helping me. He's interpreting data for me. I said, Turtle, why this happened here? What does this information mean right here? Help me understand this because I don't get this. Oh, yeah, coach. He said, no, this is what happened. Da, 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 da. I said, wow. He's helping me understand the problem. See, God can use us all. It's not it, from, 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 from my experiences. But I know that's a passion of mine. I don't know what yours is. But what do you wake up loving to do? Number two, what you hate is a clue to something you're assigned to correct. <laughs> what you hate. Let me tell you something. I can sit here and I get data, data, data on vibe. I hate it. I hate it. So much, I'm in, I'm in Baton Rouge, and I sit there, and I'm talking to my boy. I say, okay, you realize, Juice, last year, they just, last month, they just, um, they just prosecuted a young man from killing one of the basketball players because of where he went. I said, this is not Salt Lake. This is not Fayetteville. This is not Murray, Kentucky. This is Baton Rouge, which is like Little Rock. All right, I hate it, but I deal with the reality of it. This is, this is real life stuff, okay? But I also let him know, dad's working on something, we're gonna do about that. Left over there, went to spend the night with Derek Olivier's folks right there, New Iberia, an hour from campus, and say, this is what we're getting ready to do. It's amazing how God will use things in order to be able to propel his assignment for you to correct the things that you know need to be corrected 
by you being faithful and being obedient to what God has called you to do. So you don't have to you don't have to go out and start navigating. You know what people say, boy, it's not who you know. It's not what you know it's who you know. When people tell me that first time, I say, do you know Jesus? That's who I want to know because that's the only person I, I say because Jesus can contact anybody I need to contact to take me anywhere I need to go. I don't need a political appointment. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for where my Jesus wants me. So here's three things about so you can kind of figure out. So what you hate is a clue to something you're assigned to correct. Number one, remember this now. When you see something and, and you really want to change, understand these three things. You cannot correct what you are unwilling to confront. All right. Hey, in America right now, look, here's what I know. You, the United States sent me all the way to Kuwait. We got Saddam Hussein out of Kuwait in seven days. We built up an army, King Khalid military city out in the desert. We pulled up in the desert. I'm with the lieutenant. I'm, I'm with the commander, Lieutenant Colonel. I said, where, where, where's our, uh, where are we going to live? He said, right here. I said, you mean real? Yeah. He said, this saying, we built up our whole compound out of nothing to be ready to push Saddam Hussein out of Kuwait in seven days. It didn't take no time. America can do whatever America want to do when we will really confront what needs to be confronted. We can do anything. How in the world can we find Bin Laden? Okay, and with, with President looking at it, with the x-rays, he way over here in Washington, D.C., and he watching the Navy SEALs go in there and pluck him. Yeah. And you're going to tell me we can't stop violence in the United States of America? Really? I don't believe that. I don't believe it. I've seen it. I was part of it. The, mo the thing I'm most proud of, I have a bronze star. And I know when we get ready to do something, we can do it. How are we going to allow America to be the most dangerous country in the world and incarcerate more than any other country in the world is asinine. But we won't confront it. Number two, anything permitted will usually increase. You just keep going on. You don't fix it. Hey, keep going on. Cancer, if you don't get treated, what happens? Spread the whole body. Slowly, gradually. Hey, when you see a problem, fix it. See, what you tolerate, you will rarely change. It won't get any better if you tolerate it. You have to address it. Three, what grieves you is a clue to something you're assigned to heal. What grieves you is usually something you're called to heal. Tell you what, I was in Richmond, California, 2001, recruiting a young man, great athlete, great athlete. And I was wondering, coach, why ain't nobody else recruiting him? Why? I mean, he going to Stanford, USC, Pete Carroll down there. Over the I said, well, he got 30 on ACT or something like that. He said, no, coach, he, you know, we just, we didn't, we didn't send his name out. So, oh, I said, okay, great, man. I'm, I'm going over to his house tonight, talk to his mom. I'm, I'm, I'm going to steal one. I got, I, I said, oh, can, can, can you go get him? Can I go see him? I want to go visit his house. And no, nah, coach, nah, you probably don't want to waste your time. He, he, uh, he, 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 he probably not going to end up going to school. So, you know me, I, I'm, I'm bird dogging now. I said, I'm going to get this guy. 
He said, no, he said, he dropped his head. I said, what's wrong? He said, he can't read. I said, what? I said, in the 12th grade. I know, I know, but he can't. I said, well, I said, but he's still practicing, though, every day, and he he done played in five games, but he can't read? He said, yeah, he can't read. I said, well, y'all practice today after school? I said, yeah. I said, is he going to get tutoring, or is he going to be at practice? I said, somebody trying to help him to read, or he just practicing football? He dropped his head. He said, he'll be at practice, Coach. That's, that's the only thing, the best thing we can do for him to keep him involved. Boy, that changed everything. That discontent in my heart became a catalyst for change. Yeah. So I was riding back across the Bray Bridge. I said, God, I said, I don't like this. Right. And I'm going to tell you, three years later, I was president of Arkansas Baptist College, how God changed my assignment, and he allowed me to be able to help young boys like that to get them in the GED program. I know Blake just called some. We had an M18, uh, one of our guys. I just got him plugged into the GED program this week. All those type of deals I realized God has caused me to be able to do to help other people. And what, how, what is he calling you? What, what is your assignment? I mean, I can't decide that for you. You can't decide that for me. But here's what I know. Every day, I'm praying, God, show me thy way. Guide me to do thy will. Because in every way, I'm going to acknowledge you. Remember Nehemiah, how his heart was broken about the walls of Jerusalem needing repair. He couldn't sleep. It's says something about when you and when God's trying to talk to you, how it, you can't get it off your heart. You can't get it off your mind. Because why? It's usually for something for somebody else. God has called you to do something for somebody else. Tears are often clues to where God can use you most effectively. Last week I was at the OK program with Sergeant Willie Davis when he was doing the open casket, what it do for young men. And they had three mothers talk up who, who, who lost their, their sons here in Little Rock, or two sons and a daughter. I cried the whole time because I'm sitting here wondering, what is that call like? Because I made that call before. Can you imagine? Think about that family. You taking your children to the zoo, and your life has changed forever. You know why? Because what we talk about, the family structure. See, it's so amazing about what we've been talking about, about the assignment where the family is first, the, then, then the community, then the city, then the state. I'm, I'm, I'm enamored with the, uh, with the safaris in Africa because it's so much like life. DJ said, it was funny to me because now as a mother, the things that I was trying to teach them kids, how, how things come full circle, she said, she said, the Lion King movie means so much to me now that I have a son. And I tell her, you know, I said, I said, hey, let me tell you something. I said, think about a lion and a lioness in the jungle. Think about the cubs in the jungle. What happens, how a lion and lioness can take care of 
of a community of cubs. When the lion is not there, and then the lioness has to go eat, who has the cubs? Then the hyenas can come, which they can't do anything as long as the lion and lioness is there to protect the cubs. And then the hyenas can come and never let the little cubs reach their full potential. Why? Because the lion or lioness had to do something that it wasn't supposed to do to be able to take care of the whole community. That's exactly what we're dealing with today. The hyenas are eating up all of our young people. We letting the wrong into the schools because somebody is not Proverbs 22, 6, raising up a child in the way it should go. And here's the deal. We worried about the output, but we, the output is, is the after effect of the failure of the inputs. Until we fix what's going in, we can't fix what's coming out. And number four. If you rebel against your assignment, God may permit painful experiences to correct you. But here's the deal about that. Man's rejection is oftentimes God's redirection. He can use, I got fired. But God had another plan for me right here. It's amazing. You know what Nelson Mandela said? When you lose or you get fired and you learn why you got fired, you don't really lose. If you learn from why you lost. I was telling Rick Schaefer the other day on the radio, I said, oh, I'm a, I said, yeah, the reason I'm on the radio now, I'm a market, I said, because I got fired. When you get fired, everybody want to hear what you got to say. <laughs> yeah, you don't got no credibility to get fired. Hey, you got bumps and bruises. Number five, your assignment will require seasons of preparation. You know, you're not born qualified. Think about Moses, 40 years in the, in, in, in the wilderness. Preparation. Then God, 40 years to learn his people. Jesus, 30 years for three and a half years of ministry. We think we get four years of school, we want to lead the whole company. It's preparation. Patience. Number six, your assignment must become your personal obsessions for God's glory, not yours. How can God get the glory, the sacrifice for that? It's a focus. It's, it's, it, you, you just got to be zooming. It's, it's just, it just ooze out of you. I, I, I've gotten some coaches I, I knew back, and, man, I, I shared with them. I said, I was in Monroe. I said, how are we going to stop our boys from killing each other? I'm in Baton Rouge. I said, how are we going to stop our boys from killing each other? I'm in New Orleans. I said, how are we going to stop? Who going to do this? Y'all, do you see this? And the fact that I inspired them to say, yes. I said, coach, I got this many guys. I got this many guys. I said, let's try to do something. Let's just not be empty. Let's not just empathize and say we hope somebody can do something. We are the ones. We are the ones to, to originate the assignment. Listen, when Moses, when the Red Sea opened, God, God said, go. 
So think about Moses. Moses was facing really two choices. Okay? When he left, if he looked back over there, it would, he turned back. That's homicide. Man, he's going to kill me this time. Or I'm going to trust Jesus and I'm walking to the ocean. That's suicide. That means I'm going to die. I'm going to give in. I'm going to surrender. I'm going to die for Christ. I'm going to commit this because when I die, God was going to get the glory. But see, what's the easiest thing to do? The safe thing? Go back over here and try to, try to talk. Work, work things out. Or will you trust God? Will you trust God? Man, when you obsess with what God has called you to do, refuse any responsibilities unrelated to your assignment. See, a lot of people, oh, Fitz does this. I said, nope, they'll tell you, that's Bronson. That's not what I do. I, let me call somebody who can do that for you. I don't do that. I'm in education ministry. If it don't touch that, I don't do it. Use the radio to promote it. Getting with these guys right here to say, how can we touch these communities? And spread the gospel. That's it. If you're not going about spreading the gospel, I, I'm not, you don't take my time. Because I'm about God's business. Become an expert on your assignment. I can tell you right now, every, every, 58, every 58 minutes in America, a black male is killed. I got it down to a science. Every 58. Every six days last year in Little Rock, a black male was killed. Who gonna do? More black males were killed in the United States in 1950 than were killed in all of World War II, black and white. And we don't do nothing. I'm gonna try to do something. That's my fourth quarter. I'm committed. Now, everybody, everybody got problems, like I said, but I can't be an expert in everybody's problem. This is my assignment. Mr. Key, he's education. He does this. Marcus, he's he former school. Zach, Zach right there, well, he can do everything. He can play the piano. He does it all. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't keep. He can, he, can, <laughs> he multi-fast. But what I'm trying to say, we all have that. Ignore the hate. Jesus got to hate. They gonna hate. You know what Jesus said? Don't hate the player, hate the game. Because <laughs> he said, because why? He said, because God got it. He said, you don't hate on me. You hate, I, I know what I'm bringing. You know, God, when you got it like that, you got it like that. You, you mad about something. Because you, hey, look, if you want the source, you can get it too. It's not for everybody. Anybody who want it can have it. But see, you don't want to do the sacrifice to get what I got, but you want what I got. See, it don't work like that. It don't work like that. And in closing, man, doing right. You know, I always try to give my son something because I know he don't, he don't take things and, you know, he, his attention plan is probably shorter than mine. And, I'm, and I, I got, I'm extreme attention deficit disorder. I'm, a, I'm ADD extreme. I'm just honest to tell you. I have a hard time sitting down doing a whole lot of stuff. But man, doing right for Christ, and I'm going to close in prayer, is a daily ritual of doing right. Not by how you feel. See what I'm saying? Don't let your feelings distort the reality of what God can do in your life. 
<laughs> I'm telling you. Hang in there. Don't quit. But you got to be in right. See, there's something about being able to stand there right and say, hey, I ain't done nothing. I'm telling you, I went through two years of persecution at Arkansas Baptist College, front page of Democrat Gazette every time, and everybody accused me. I said, you know, all right, God, what you want, what you want out of this? I ain't stole nothing. I ain't done nothing wrong. And I said, but I'm going to stand right here. Says one thing about doing right, when you do right, you can sleep at night. When you done right. Now, boy, it's amazing when you're wrong. How you, well, I hope somebody don't know. Man, that's a total different mind. I don't want to go there. Because, see, right is in, Pastor Rick always talk about this word. I can hear this, but integrity. Integrity with your daily choices. You know, we don't, hey, that's what I'm talking about. The Wi-Fi code or that. See, your integrity, you don't have, you're not hiding from anything. You don't have to avoid something. You don't have to hope nobody finds something out. And somebody, oh, I saw something. I said, you got a picture? I said, because that, I said, that wasn't me. I said, but you, you know, if, you, if somebody told you that, I don't have to worry about that. Because then, when you start making those daily decisions, when you start, when you start having integrity, when you have righteous ways, the godly aroma just shows up. I mean, it's just it's natural. That's what God is. It's just a natural process. You don't have to do it. You don't have to promote it. Because what you do speaks so loud, people don't need to hear what you say. It's there. And then when it's godly, it's holy. So I told Moses, you're on my, it's holy ground. Take your shoes off, man. You can't walk up. Take, it's holy you know what comes in that? Truth. <laughs> Transparency. Don't have to hide. And there's something when you be transparent. I don't have nothing to hide. Clean. You clean? That's what I like to say, my boy. You, yeah, you got anything you want to tell me? If, if anybody tell me anything, am I going to be disappointed? True. If so, let's work this out. You know, we all sin, and I'm, I'm the last from thinking I'm perfect. We all sin and fall short, but let's work, let's work through this. So one thing about telling how something and moving on, then hiding something, hoping nobody find out. We have a big difference now. A big difference. It's because, see, once you can tell the truth, you know what I say about when you tell the truth, you can, you can, you can forget what you said. When you lie, you got you to gotta remember that. Because then you got to lie again and lie again. Stay in your assignment for Jesus Christ and let him magnify in you by blessing others. Bow with me, please. God, we thank you for this day. We pray that you will help each and every one of us get into our assignment to glorify your name in heaven. God, to put peace in our hearts to be transforming to the people that we touch. God, to grow hope in the lives of everybody we come into contact with. God, I don't want to be a church that comes here on Sunday and we, we, we gather up here, we huddle up and say, amen, we praise God and, and we feel good and then go back Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, everything's the same, show back up on Sunday. We can't do that. You don't call for us to do that. All of your 
leaders in the Bible, your Bible wall of fame that you gave assignments to. Some of them gave their life. Some went to prison. I think about Joseph. Never did anything wrong. Never did anything wrong. But he had to endure. You pruned him in prison. So he was getting ready to feed the people. He had to prepare in prison. And he was innocent. God, we just pray that you will use us. Show us. Everybody here who raised their hand, God, and they're searching. I pray that they will seek you in a way that they have never sought you before after this word. And they will, they will enter into battle for you, for your namesake. And we'll do it in high intensity on your word, God, for your glory. In your name we pray. Amen. Hey guys, Pastor Bronson here. I pray that this message that you just listened to helps you and assists you in your journey with Jesus. And if you want to get connected in our church, follow us on Instagram at NLC Downtown Little Rock.